Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. What's poppin' everybody? It is Thursday, May 11th, 2017. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazin' Rye. This is Blazin' Rye backstage, and I would lo- like to welcome uh, the Sade to my batterin' wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, man? Good, man. How you doing, man? Hey! Hey, man, man, So, um, <laughs> what? Can you hear me okay? Because uh, I had to dial in a different way than normal. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Hey, okay, brother. All right, good. So, good? yeah, <laughs> John Weeks. Uh, well, boy, it feels like we haven't done this show in a month, huh? I know, it feels like at least a month. It feels like longer than that, man. It feels like too long. What the hell mm. happened? We were, we were just we just fell out of it. What was going on? I don't know. I, I we think did... I've lost my mind even more. <laughs> well, of course. I think we did like three shows, three weeks in a row, and then stopped for a month. You want to keep on doing that? <laughs> I want to do it every day. I know. I agree. Let's do it. let's let's do it from now on every day for three months. <laughs> That's gonna take a lot of jokes. That's gonna take a lot of jokes. You ain't so about that one. Tonight is actually uh it was actually Monday was the proper uh anniversary, but we started doing this show Blazing Ride backstage uh, May eighth, two thousand thirteen. So Happy anniversary, brother. Wow. Happy May anniversary, man. Yes. 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 It's been an incredible, uh, wow, an incredible uh, ride. Yeah, for 40 years, we're doing, we're doing it big and doing it large. Yeah, you know, we refuse to go home. We bring it to the audience, and we just keep on going. We're innovative here. Uh, you know. It's just been great. I, I don't even know how many episodes we've done, but it's got to be almost near the hundred, I would think. And uh, it's just been fun, and it's something that I look forward to all the time, and uh, I want to keep going till the wheels fall off. You know? <laughs> I hashtagged that on Twitter tonight. I said tune in tonight, and what the last thing was till the wheels wheels fall off. But it's interesting that you say <laughs> you wonder how many we've done because I uh, I actually did start to number the uh, Blaze and Rye radios, because I've noticed that every successful podcast does that. So every successful podcast numbers, like Gilbert Gottfried's podcast numbers the number of shows that they're doing, or The Nerdist does, or uh, Comedy Bang Bang, or WTF, you know, all the ones that actually are successful. So I decided to um, go, since we're the polar opposite of success, 
I decided to go back and try uh, numbering all the episodes. Um, and I, I, you know, it got to be so tedious because I was sitting in a cafe doing it on like a Saturday. It was, and it was, I was spending, you know how fast the weekends go by and it was just too much time to be spending. So okay. maybe I get, Maybe I could just got to do it at work or something. I mean, I got to get these numbered so we know where we're, where we are, where we're going, where we've been. Yeah, exactly. Where we're at, where we've been, where we're going. Exactly. Dude, and you did a show, you did a show way before that. So you must be, you must be, your numbers must be insane. I mean, and that, that part of it is fun actually to see how many you've done and what you've produced and uh, so much material, you know, I think it's just incredible. I know if only people listened, like it would be awesome to do this. All the, all the hard work we put in, it's kind of ridiculous that, no, it's, I'm just kidding. Cause I actually did uh, check because I actually, you know, I had a conversation with our friend, uh, B Marsh, who, uh, uh, he and I ran in a race on Saturday. I got to tell you about this disaster, but, um, yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. But he said um, that uh, he was like, so, so do you still have listeners? And I was like, no, nobody listens. And he said, so why do you still do it? And I was like, well, it's, it makes me happy. It's the only thing that keeps me sane. It keeps me creative. It keeps me connected to the creative world. I love writing jokes, that kind of stuff. But then I was like, let me, let me just prove to him that some people still do listen. So then I looked up our numbers for the last 30 days, and I did this last night, and for a yeah. uh, for a month where there were no shows, we still had 284 listens. So I think that's pretty good for a month where there's Are no you new shows. Me? No, man. Wow. Yeah. I would uh, listen. I would never have guessed that. I would have guessed like two. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means we yeah. actually have to do a good job tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've already botched that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you know what I have to do tonight, Weeks? I have to get ready to drive to Virginia for a wedding tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you, my friend? You have really got off the deep end. Are you serious? You're going to Virginia for another... Where? 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 It's in Hamilton, Virginia. Oh my gosh! Oh, peace be with you, my friend. Peace be with you. This is a. Uh, I, uh, I don't know how you do it. This must be wedding at one thousand, right? This is ridiculous. Oh, well, you're one to talk. You do the same people? stuff. Well, that's the thing. I do. Is I, 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 who, I. Who is this? Well, this is a girl who I know from college, who was in like my class in the drama oh. department and stuff. So. So that makes sense. But even though I know the man she's marrying, I still forget who she's marrying every single day. Oh. <laughs> I cannot remember, even though I know him, I can't remember that she's marrying him for some reason. Anyway. Um, so he's, he's completely forgettable. I mean, this, this doesn't sound like a great wedding. And who is this girl? I mean, she sounds... It's not, it's not, it's not Kinney. It's not Michelle McKinney, right? Or whatever. It is. <laughs> Michelle no, no, but Michelle Kinney is uh, the maid of honor. Uh, but no, this is uh, our friend Jess Diaz. Kinney's the maid of oh. honor. Oh. Oh. 
Why, you got beef ever since she unfriended you? Yeah, she unfriended me. <laughs> Just because I was a, a fan of Trump. That That is ridic- ridiculous. <laughs> oh, but, you know, whatever. But uh, uh, I, so you're, going to another, you're going to another wedding. Yes, oh so I gosh. I told my um I told my therapist that like when I told him I was going I said I feel like I've been so traumatized by these weddings yeah. that yeah. I don't physically have the capability of saying no and then his response was right. his response was yeah I was going to say that of all the weddings you don't want to go to this one seems the least desirable <laughs> But I'm I'm very oh, much man. looking forward I, oh. to it. I I look forward to it. And you know what the best part about being sober is? You know what the best part is, John Weeks? What? I I never what is have it? What, what, what is it? I never have to take another wedding shuttle for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, I can leave that's, when I want. That's very true. You know, I got the car, I can, that's you know, I can true. drive. And get out of there because I think the worst part of the wedding, aside from bachelor parties, the worst part of the wedding is that shuttle ride back when you're dealing with all those puking girls on the side of the road, like with John Murphy's wedding or guys. That's right. That's right. I, I agree with that. You know what I think the worst part of the wedding is? The What's that? The suffocation that you feel because you're unable to freely move about. You're like, a wedding is like. Not it, I don't know. Maybe at one point, or maybe never, it was a fun event. But it's 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 like a meeting that you have to go to, with, with like different tiers of uh, torture. So you're there for, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you're, unless it's your best man speech, you're there for a terrible best man speech. Usually, you're there yep. for terrible dancing. You're there oh, for God. usually terrible food. You're with. Terrible company that you really don't even want to see, especially if you're antisocial like me. It's a terrible, it's a terrible time. Trust me. Um, <laughs> and you can't leave. And you can't leave. You know, you you walk out for a minute. Oh, you don't don't leave. You're gonna miss the the, the, the wedding cake. They're gonna cut oh. the cake, and then oh. you don't know when they're gonna cut the cake. There's, there's no schedule of events. You don't know when <laughs> what's gonna happen. When it's gonna happen. It's it's like you're 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 guaranteed to sit in your seat. For four hours plus, terrible. <laughs> and, I, and I said to Kenny, I, I agree with all everything you said. And I said to Kenny, I, you know, we said, I hope to God we're sitting together. And of course we're not. I'm probably going to be sitting awkwardly with a bunch of people. I do not. Let, let me. I hate meeting new people. I do not care to, yeah. to socialize with new people. I'm tired yeah. of them. I, I don't want to know them. I agree. I wouldn't be upset if they drop dead tomorrow. I don't care for new in my life. I I I 100% agree. This, you know, but there's, there's a difference between myself and a normal person. A normal person would be able to at least talk to somebody and, and kind of introduce themselves and kind of feign and be phony about it and, and do what they need to do. I won't even talk. I'll just be quiet. For instance, today I'll, I'll take an example <laughs> out of my life. This is this is my this is my life. 
uh-huh. you know, I, I will. Co- I came back to my apartment. I came back to my apartment. There were people coming in through the door. I pick up my pace because I know I, I know if, they, if, they, if we meet at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm judging the, 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 the pace, my pace and their pace in terms of walking, and I want to pick up my pace so we don't have to meet. And then I know they're going to use the elevator. So what I do is I analyze: Are they going to use the elevator, or are they going to take the stairs? There's two of them. They have bags with them. They're probably going to take the elevator. So what do I do? I go and take the stairs. I do that just to avoid having to talk to these people. This is what I've become. It's yeah, bad. it's bad. But you know, and then imagine myself at a wedding. I feel like I'm trapped. I'm like, you know, I can't get out of there. I'm sitting in the chair. At a, at a round table <laughs> full of people I don't know and I don't like and I don't care to know. And, you know, quite frankly, they probably feel the same way. But um, it, it's torture. To me, it's torture. I think weddings are uh, – I'd rather be in jail. <laughs> the wedding <laughs> is the elevator of your nightmares. It really is. It really is. And we're going uh, down, down, down. In an earlier round, Sugar, we're going down swinging. Yes. So, um, yeah, you know, I am yes. looking forward to this. I mean, I was looking forward to this up until uh, we started talking about it. Now I'm, I'm terrified. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but I, you know, I don't know. There's something just about the driving alone weeks that's just good for a New Yorker. You know, to yeah. to get out of the um, you know, mass transit for for a couple of days. You know, that I think that's what I'm looking forward to is the act traveling. I agree. Yeah. That's why I enjoy driving. Sorry, I think driving is like it's freedom, right? You know, it's like almost the complete opposite of a wedding. Getting out there on the road, seeing the the horizon, and driving along with your fellow drivers, being competitive. It's, it's really, I think, <laughs> what life is all about. Being competitive. I, I weddings to me are like, we are, well, you, you know, it's like you're 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 in the life, you know, life is the highway, you know, uh, you know, and, and you're, you know, we're gonna ride all that all night long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know, if, if if weddings are hell, I think driving is like heaven to me. It's like it's freedom, right? You're on the open road. Uh, but yeah, I can understand that being in New York. You get on the road, you're driving around, you're seeing the sights, you're seeing the sounds. What a what a good time! I love driving. However, I rem- I recall that one time we were driving downtown New Haven, and a, a small child ran <laughs> right in front of your Pontiac Vibe, and you seemed to speed up so as to be sure to hit him. And I was yelling to stop, and you really just almost you know killed that poor kid. I, well, I do remember that. I, I maybe I was too much in the zone, but I think you're you're shouting at me. You're gonna kill this kid. Was uh, <laughs> I think that's the only thing that saved me from hitting that kid and saved that child from dying. So uh, yeah. I, I thank you. I owe you. I owe you big on that one. Actually, I, I remember that very clearly too. I don't know what was going on with me, but but I did speed up. You, you yeah. remember that, right? <laughs> Yeah, but on the bright side, <laughs> if if you had killed him, you would have been in jail and wouldn't have to go any wedding, any weddings. <laughs> that's very, that's very correct. You know, I, I would I would just take those invitations and flush them right down the toilet. But the toilet wouldn't have an actual seat on it because it'd be a prison toilet. I don't know how that works. 
But you know what? So let me tell you before the wizard comes on, I got to tell you what happened on Saturday. So on Saturday, uh, so B Marsh and I go to this race because the whole, the only reason I went to do this is because B Marsh told me that he wanted, he asked me if I wanted to run in a 10 mile race with him and his friends. And I said, no, I would anyone want to run in a 10 mile race. And he's like, I thought this would be like chump change to you. I thought this would be nothing to you since, you know, I've been running. But I said 10 miles seems like torture. And I had a very violent reaction. And then I asked Bryce, um, Paco, I said, what would you say if your friend asked you to run in a 10-mile race in uh, July? And he said, I would say yes. And I said, perhaps I reacted too violently to B-Marsh. But um, (laughs) – I told B Marsh, you know, it's a because he's like saying like I, r- I ran a 5K on my own because I was saying you should run a 5K to prepare. And, you know, I ran a 5K on my own through the park or whatever, and I said no, you got to run in a real race. It's totally different when there's other people. It's very annoying. All these people passing you. It's 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 more congested. It's claustrophobic. Right. It's terrible. And so so then he was like, all right, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do that. So. Uh, he took my advice and he signed up for this 5k. So then I, you know, I told him I would do it with him. So we go and the 5k is to, they cost $35 um, to enter. And uh, you didn't get a t-shirt, but you did get a medal. Um, And the uh, charity that it benefited was called Ninos de Guatemala. Uh, which is a charity for kids in Guatemala, I guess. I don't know. I've been terrified to look it up, and let me tell you why. So um, <laughs> we go there, and everything's fine. We actually bike there because I like when I do a race, I like to bike there to warm up. Um, and so we city biked over there, and uh, we're warming up and shit, and then and peeing like you know multiple times, and then we we start. <laughs> Here's the thing. I had been thrown off from the beginning of the race because B. Marsh and I had already discussed that we would, you know, we would start together but break off. And then once we start moving, he's saying, all right, I'll just go at your pace, Holmes. And I'm, I'm confused and I'm trying to think, like, is he trying to – are we trying to not break up? But then I wasn't having that, so then I sped up ahead of him. So I speed up ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and I was doing pretty well, you know? And then um and then right. I get very very confused by the route and I go in I I for I get lost once and then I ask this guy behind me, "Where are we going? I'm trying to still move, you know?" And the and the guy's like, "Over there, I think." So then I uh, so then I just kind of follow where that guy's going and then um then there's this other place where there's a carousel and they said to go around the carousel. But then I like in the moment, I was so thrown off by getting lost before I, I accidentally cheated through the carousel and I ran, didn't run around it, but ran like a corner instead. So I accidentally <laughs> cheated and then I keep moving. And this lady's like, uh, who's working like volunteering. She's like, yay. All right. Nice job. But she's not giving any direction as to where to go. So I keep running. <laughs> And then I get totally lost because it's on the Hudson River Parkway, which has runners from all over the place. They're not just this race that has, you know, pedestrian runners or whatever you call them uh, running around. And I can't tell who's who because I can't see the front of anyone's shirt who has the number on them. And, uh, and so the, the normal runners look the same as runners in the race. 
I go like two or three blocks out of the way into the city, kind of. Um, and then I, uh, and then I like, I was like, this can't be right. So then I turn around and I'm so frustrated. I'm running all like all over. Um, and by the way, I had already like in the first couple minutes immediately regretted even entering in the first place. And every race that I do, I regret in in the first minute or two. And I was like cramping up and. Uh, and so, um, cause even though I've been running a lot, a lot of it's been on the treadmill and outdoor running is a lot different. And I had only really done that once before the thing, cause the cold and the shit. So, um, I, so then I, I, I turn around and I start kind of finding my way back. And then this, this lady is like, you got to go around there again. So then I do. And then I come back to her and I said, this is so confusing. And she said, did you go around twice? And I said, yeah. And she said, okay, now you can go back that way. So then I went back, started running back up to where the starting point was and, um, or the finish line was, I should say, which is the same as where we started. And as I'm running, I'm like really starting to like lose my breath. I'm, I'm all red and sweating. And so I stop to walk for a few seconds to, uh, because I couldn't keep running. And there were three white ladies on a bench to my right. And one of them said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, what is this? And I look at her with my red face and I'm so angry and I'm so lost and I don't say a word and I just shake my head at how fucking rude she's being. And so these, her friends, uh, she's like, guess I can't talk to him. And that honestly made me angrier than anything else uh, was the audacity of that lady. So then I start running back and there's just no way I can catch up to, oh, and I had even heard B. Marshall my name when I was about to go way off track and I should have listened, but I thought he was just saying hello. So I turn around and I'm running back. uh, I walk past that lady and then I run and run and run. And then I finally get back. And then B Marsh had already finished. And that shouldn't have happened. So then, like, he goes, when I finished, and, I, and the lady's like, the lady who, like, works for Ninos de Guatemala, who is, you know, really positive and young. And he, she probably lives in Brooklyn and, and uh, is vegan and works at the Park Slope Co op. And, uh, doesn't uh, shave in all the areas that women typically shave and maybe she has a uh, dog and maybe she has like either a girlfriend or a super hipster husband and maybe they have a a, a, a kid like a little baby that they stroll around in the stroller so this lady is like great job and gives me the medal and then Bimar says yeah I saw you got lost and then I turned to the lady and said and this is the only thing I knew how to do. The only thing, and, and okay, so I don't regret being angry, but I do regret everything that I'm about to say, that I'm about to tell you. So, Vimar so, said, yeah, so you got lost. And I turned to the lady and I go, yeah, is there someone I can talk to about a refund? I mean, I got so lost. Um, and uh, there was like, this is the least organized race I've ever seen in my life. And I was so angry and sweaty and red and, and out of breath. And then she's, she goes, well, um, I mean, really? Did you, we had four people down there. And I said, they weren't helping. And she said, well, um, uh, really? Did you, I mean, did you have time to look at the route beforehand? And I said, yeah, but it's kind of difficult when you 
um, or running and trying to go fast and stuff and, and just, you know, and, and it's fr- super frustrating as a runner because I wanted to get my time and now that's impossible and I just feel like it's kind of been a waste and she's like, <laughs> well, I mean, all of the money goes to charity, you know, it's like there's no for-profit anything here and I was like, yeah, okay. And, um, and I said, but I've, you know, I've never seen anything so dis- disorganized, it's horrifying. And um, what happens is she, uh, she walks to uh, the table where the, like, the sign-up thing is, and she's like, okay, what was your name? And at that point, I was very reluctant to tell her, but I go, Ryan Holmes, and she uh, like, circles my name, and she says, okay, we'll see what we can do about getting you a refund. And uh, Wizard, I see you on the line, by the way. Ha- hang, hang tight. We'll be right with you. And so she uh, circles the... Uh, the name on the clipboard and says that and then I like I walk away and um and then Bmars is trying to have like a real conversation with me and he's like you know where we get how when we get our time and I said I don't know you should ask the lady I don't I don't I don't think that she wants to see me and he's like yeah I barely want to be next to you right now and so then he goes up to the lady and asks um what the time is and I see him apologizing for me and and i'm walking like right by and she and she 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 goes yeah that's what i said because i could tell he was like trying to oh it's just supposed to be a fun thing a fun run not a competitive thing and and so she she says uh yeah that's what i was saying and then i i go i go you know forget about the refunds but thanks for apologizing for me. And I give B Marsh like a really dirty look and he's like, I'm not apologizing for you. And I said, I'm pretty sure that's what you're doing right now. And, uh, and then he, he was like, okay, calm down. And we start w- walking away and walk to where we're going to get breakfast, which he at that point did not want to do with me. He wanted to ride that sea home and uh, we're walking to it. And I was like, I feel like you don't understand like, you don't think what I'm saying is valid at all right now. And he said, but I don't think it's not valid at all. But, uh, you know, I don't know. And uh, it was uh, quite the event. Um, I, I, I do want to get your reaction on all that. You clearly loved it, but it's time. Do you know yeah. what time it is right now? Oh, my God, the hot mess of Wizard, happy anniversary, wizard, happy anniversary, wizard, happy anniversary, wizard, wizard, wizard. Doesn't take you a long time. Doesn't take you a long time. Long time. <laughs> you right about that. What is going on? You right about that one, Johnny Boy. Tom Fogarty, what's happening in your life? Not much. I'm just sitting here butt naked in the kitchen. Oh, hell yeah. Why are you naked in your kitchen? Why not? <laughs> Do you have an apron on? Naked chef. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. You know I don't, use, I don't use a splash protector. <laughs> I've seen your Whoa. kitchen. You, your kitchen's kind of small. Do you have, there's no room to sit in there. Yeah, there is. There's a little banquette thing. Oh, okay. Got got corner. Really. It's <laughs> On the other uh, side of my uh, lace curtains. Ooh. Ooh. What's going on in your life? You're, you're, you have your hand in all sorts of projects right now, don't you? 
Oh, my Lord. Yeah, we just did a reading of The Pulse Project, which is the play that we did. Myself and three other playwrights from across the country have collaborated on a piece that deals with 15 of the people who were either shot and died or the survivors of the Pulse nightclub massacre in Orlando last June 12th. Oh, wow. So the the great thing about this is, though, that it has actually ended up in the hands of the producing agents at both the Guthrie Theater and the Mark Taper and Amundsen out in L.A. Oh, shit. So wow. there might be a fuller production of it coming sooner than we thought. Holy shit. Well, the Taper, wow, that's fucking very like, nice. uh, Amundsen. Yeah, those are some, those are some huge the, theaters. It's a royalty-free piece that we're allowing, and the stipulation is, at least for now, that whatever money comes in from it goes to Gays Against Guns. Wow, that's awesome. So, it just seemed doubly topical. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm dealing with uh, an Alzheimer's mother who's just sort of slipped to the point of not even knowing who any of us are at this point. So that's kind of rough to deal with. Mm, And trying to get the other play out there. I spent all day today, like going through the directories to find out who's taking submissions and where I can send it to. And, you know, you got to have a a 10 pager, a 20 pager, the full thing. You got to have a query a letter, uh, you know, everybody's got like a different fucking thing. Why not just standardize it? You know, everybody mm-hmm. needs a cover letter, right. a bio, a production history, and the script. Mm-hmm. No, that would be too You're right about that one. That would be too simple. <laughs> like Trump's White House. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards, sire? Well, my first yeah. Hot Mess has got to be Kelly Ripa. Uh-oh. Who apparently was, all, who was apparently already ripping them with Ryan. Oh, because no. she, insiders at, at the studio say she's incensed with the fact that American Idol has reared its head again. And she's terrified of losing him to that and therefore taking all the energy to Ryan is doing both shows plus American Idol and everybody forgetting about Kelly. So things are not going too well already in, what, just week two over at uh, Kelly and Rye Rye? Yeah, geez, that, you know, and, and I don't think that her concern is not valid. I think that, that, that after what, went, what happened with uh, Michael, that I think that uh, she's probably right to be concerned. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, and it's not like, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Seacrest is like, what, one show short of... Uh, Steve Harvey at this point. Oh, I don't know. I feel like Steve Harvey's got like eight shows and some shit. I mean, it's like, what the fuck isn't he doing? Yeah. He's got a game (laughs) show, a talk show, a kids show, a variety show. He's doing showtime with the Apollo. (laughs) He just needs his own damn network like Oprah. (laughs) What are you singing over there? Uh, uh, and Miss Universe. He does Miss Universe, too, right? He, he messed it up real bad last year, I thought. Yeah, yeah but yeah, then they, had, they had him yeah. back, though. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. 
So that so that was your first hot mess. Who's your second hot mess? My second hot mess is Faith Evans, who normally oh. I love, but I just find the timing of what she's coming out with, her singing to Biggie's greatest hits in the fashion of Natalie Cole and her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just something a little. I don't know. It's just a little. Uh, Creepy. What can I say? Entrepreneurish. I see. About it. Which Mm. leads right to my next ones. The fact that the remaining, what, L and C of TLC have gotten together and are releasing a new album that they fund sourced, they crowdsourced on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. to get people to fund the making of their album, and they're already planning a world tour. But in an interview Whoa. with the British press, Chile, when asked, you know, what their political views are, because, you know, they, they sort of were on the pulse of things before, Chile said, no, I haven't been to any of the demonstrations, and I don't do the marches, because for me, I think all people matter. And she oh. has been a hole over that. Uh oh. Yeah. And the the best the uh, the the best Twitter the best plot I saw was Wendy's chili is better than TLC's chili. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right about that one. So again, ladies. So again, ladies that need the Benjamins and just how. Uh, you know, far down the rabbit hole they'll go, I guess. Yeah, I always thought I I always thought it was strange <laughs> that they did a whole reality show on who's going to replace Left Eye. I thought that was very uh, entrepreneurial, as as we say. Yeah, I agree. every time no I think about every time I think about Chili from TLC, I always think about Usher. Sitting here in the Beverly Center like, man, not giving a damn who sees me. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys... Now, uh, who was, Usher, Usher, Usher really was she married to? Usher kind of ruined her. Yeah, wasn't she... Well, she was with Usher for a long time. I don't know who she was married to. Right, I think she was with somebody before Usher, because Usher would be a baby. Oh... Oh, oh! It was um, it was uh, it was Carl Rove. Carl Rove. Get <laughs> the Carl happy. <laughs> you go, Carl. <laughs> she didn't want no scrubs. So, she called uh, him Are you guys lubed up and ready to go chasing waterfalls here? I guess I'm feeling kind of froggy. I'm jumping. Kind of frothy and pumping. Different strokes rule the world. That's how much You know the song that's stuck in my head right now, though? is the new Blondie song. I fucking love that song. Oh, I don't know that. What song? Doesn't take you a long time. Yeah. Hmm. She was, I guess, the only, that's the only reason I saw Jimmy Fallon the other night is they were on performing it. And it's a nice jam. Ooh. I mean, they're all 70 years old, but it's a nice jam. 
Did I read on Facebook that you yeah. that that you were blown by uh, Blondie or something? That yeah. was that, that one of the guys. That was uh, a friend. His response. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I never know whether to believe him or not because he's a, he's another writer, and I think a lot of the stuff he writes is just perfect. Yeah, wow. for sure. All right, so let's uh, let's open it up. Uh, Sire, you are up first. Okie dokie. President Trump on Tuesday fired FBI Director James Comey. Damn, and after all he had done for him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You heard what the icing on the cake was? What's that? Uh, I just got literally just before I came on. It was the newest uh, New York Times breaking news thing. Apparently, at that that dinner that they're all going back to inciting in January, what never sat yeah. well with Trump is that when he demanded loyalty from him, Comey said, "All I can be is yeah. honest." Mm. Yeah. So mm. where's his honesty now? He better start telling the shit. Mm. When pressed by Ted Cruz in a hearing on Monday as to why she wouldn't defend President Trump's Muslim ban, former acting Attorney General Sally Yates outlawed Cruz, citing a statute that states visas cannot be denied due to somebody's race, nationality, or place of birth. Cruz's response was, Yeah, Sally Yates <laughs> verbally smacked Ted Cruz so hard that for a split second, he actually looked human. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Bow Wow posted a photo of himself with the jet, alleging it was his own private jet. But a user on Twitter shortly thereafter posted a photo of Mr. Wow on a commercial flight. When reached for comment, Mr. Wall said, Maine, I got the idea from the president. Last week, former FBI Director James God. Comey said Hillary sounded like Barney from me. Mayberry RFD. <laughs> He was like, last week, last week, last week, week, former FBI Director James Comey said Hillary Clinton's top aide, Kuma Abedin, was forwarding classified emails to her husband, Anthony Weiner, the prince. It turns out Weiner never actually printed them, though. When Huma handed him her tablet, Weiner just said... Okay, let me grab a baby and get hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, By the way, shit. I know that when you said Barney just now, Fogarty, you're thinking Don Knotts, and and Weeks is thinking a big purple dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, how do you I'm know thinking... that? That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. of the way yeah. you said Barney. I'm thinking yeah. of Barney Fife. Barney. Oh, Barney. <laughs> As A and B would say, "Oh, Bonnie." Oh man. 
Aunt B was so hot. I just like to fucking, you know, just like to tap Well, that. you know, Andy Griffith made her cry on set all the time. He apparently was such a bastard to work with. Andy Griffith was? Yeah, and he would make he would make Aunt B cry all the time. <laughs> what was her oh. name? B. Benedette or something like that? B. Benedette, I think, was her name. Oh, man. Poor no, Aunt B. Baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she was a cocktail broad. Baby Bob. Baby Bob? You don't remember Baby, baby Bob? Bob? What are you guys talking about? Baby Bob was uh, Opie's best friend on the, on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, don't God. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> baby Bob. Yeah, baby Bob. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Baby Bob Baby used Bob. to go. She used to go fishing with Ron Howard down by the river, especially you know in that theme song <laughs> with <the> whistling. <laughs> I never understood. <laughs> I never understood why they had that big green dinosaur on the Andy Griffith show. It didn't make any sense. It was about a sheriff in a small town. It didn't make any. Sense. Why would? Why was Baby Bob there at all? <laughs> Singing all those weird children's songs. It uh, makes sense, I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Florida murder suspect Henry Patterson wants to use his penis as evidence in his trial uh, that he accidentally choked his girlfriend to death while she was giving him a blowjob. And I just wonder what would have to be going through a man's head to think, oh, boy, I'm sitting here. I'm on trial for murder. Somebody's dead because of me. I'm going to jail. I need to do something to get out of this. Maybe this will help. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he's going to have them prison bitches lined up. I don't think they'll be using his penis. Huh? Nothing. Oh, some of them will. <laughs> okay. Some of them will. Is it? Will it be okay. Baby Bob? His cellmate is Baby yep. Bob. Yep. Okie dokie. Gold toilets have been pooping up. <laughs> <laughs> Pooping up. Gold toilets have been pooping up all over Indiana in case anyone walking by wants to take a trump. There are also fleshlights popping up all over the place in case anyone wants to take a Clinton. trying to shove a co-worker into a wood chipper. Uh, does the White House have access to a wood chipper? Asked Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's getting rid of all his co-workers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
GOP Congressman Raul Labrador of Idaho was conducting a town hall when he said, nobody dies because they don't have access to health care. You die because you elected me, your congressman. That's right. (laughs) They call him Labrador the Retriever. (laughs) A New Yorker this week is accused of attacking an Asian man, punching him, and yelling, you are a fucking immigrant. Go back to your country. What are you doing here? Here in my country, we are white power. That New Yorker appeared to have yellow hair, was about 70 years old, and was the president of the United States. Oh, we could only hope. <laughs> we could only hope. Uh, yep. On an upcoming USA series, Jessica Bill will play an endangered murderer, a role she can really sink her teeth into. <laughs> my throat hurts just thinking about it. A man would I love to sink my teeth into her husband's medial dick. <laughs> and uh, you are not alone. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a nice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that suit and tie right off. Mm-hmm. I'll be your senorita. Justin Tinder Dick. And then I'll be gone. <laughs> you guys are too much. Um, rapper Nicki Minaj offered to pay fans college bills on Twitter this week. Republicans in Congress then immediately passed the bill to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> wow. That's that's so true and scary. <laughs> yep. Okay, there's a whole gaggle of Harajuka girls singing outside going down into the subway. Is Harajuka like really? Hare Krishna? What does that mean? I don't know what that word. Oh, these like little Japanese girls that are dressed up like cartoon characters. Is one of them dressed in a big green dinosaur costume? No, no, <laughs> no. They're all they're all in like. Uh... Oh my God! What's her name? Don't get old. What's her name? Uh, uh, Tom, Tom Berenger. Uh, no. Uh, Tom DeLay. Uh, Blake Shelton's oh. girlfriend. Tom Ridge. What? Blake Shelton's girlfriend. Tom Dazzle? Um, Gwen Tom Stefani? Dazzle. Gwen Stefani. Ooh. You know, the way her clothes uh, line mm-hmm. She dresses up those, yeah, like, Japanese girls. <laughs> yeah, the Harajuku uh, girl. So would you say oh, that Blake okay. Blake Shelton has is he's uh the yellow fever or whatever they call it? That's racist. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Move on. A yellow beaver? <laughs> yeah, does Blake Shelton have a yellow beaver? <laughs> You're up, Fogarty. Oh, former President Barack Obama warned President Trump against hiring Michael Flynn as his national security advisor back in November. And Trump warned Obama that he might not actually be American. Yeah. <laughs> you further, you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, birther of a nation. <laughs> uh oh, I better I better coin that now. I better get a copyright that on that tomorrow. That's a good title, birther of a nation. Yep, you get a bit of copyright. Be mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be liking that kit. Yeah, since apparently you can copyright Jello. <laughs> Emma Watson this week took home MTV's first ever gender neutral acting award for her portrayal of Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And that's why she changed her name to Hermino. Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Hermiano? Hermiano. Hermiano. Hermiano sounds like one of Peter Pan's lost boys hanging out with Rufio. Why she changed her name to Emma Plotson? <laughs> oh, I didn't never even thought about that. That's good. Hermiano. <laughs> Fogarty again. Former acting Attorney General Silly Sally Yates also wanted Trump's team against also warned Trump's team against hiring of Michael Flynn, stating that he could be blackmailed by Russia. But Trump heard the words and heard blackmail and stopped listening. <laughs> blackmail, blackmail. <laughs> All right, and now I'll close it up here. In a photo taken at the Freeze Art Fair in New York on Saturday, Martha Stewart can be seen in between a portrait of Donald Trump and one of Snoop Dogg. In the shot, she is flashing Snoop the peace sign while giving the president the finger. When Trump saw this, he said, I assure you, it was me who gave her the finger. I put my finger inside her. I popped it right up her pussy. Oh, my God. Is that true? What Trump said? Really doing peace in the finger? Yeah, there's a picture of it. Oh, man, I love Martha Stewart. So does John. You know Martha Stewart is John Week's favorite hip-hop artist? Oh. Uh, <laughs> she totally is. She is. Wow. She, she's bad in the I like that show of theirs. It's just so, it so should not work, and yet it so does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, great one. This is a great one. Yeah, look at that brass section. Oh, yeah. child, things are going to get easier. <laughs> oh, child, things are going to get better. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, oh my um, God! He needs to he needs to sing. There's got to be a morning after. Yeah, there's got to be a, a an all Gilbert album singing yeah. the old classics. Absolutely. Yeah, like the, like the like the Telly Savalas gym that I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a wonderful <laughs> night with Kojak, sire. Okie dokie. Who, who loves you, baby? <laughs> love you, love you, baby. Good night, Wizard Man. Good night, Wizard Man. Thank you, man. Good night, Boo Boo. Good night, Okay, weeks. I um, I really have to uh, pee. So, uh, give me a second here. Let me find uh, some sort of uh, uh, sure. song to play or something. 
Let's see. Sure. Uh, sure. Let's find some sort of song to play. Uh, what is this? PT. Oh, we'll play the paper towels. Uh, paper towels bit, and then if this is over, yeah. then you, you start talking. So here we go. I'll be right back. Okay. We begin with breaking news. Okay. And that breaking news is along southbound Highway 99 in Sacramento County, where a big rig fire has caused quite a mess. Yeah, good morning, Taylor. We're here on southbound 99. That is Twin Cities Road overcrossing right there. And you can see behind me a pile of paper towels, or what's left of the paper towels, that once was a big rig full of Kirkland brand paper towels that uh, caught fire after we're told the truck had a brake fire. That brake fire eventually spread into the trailer and then started burning through those paper towels. And uh, now the big cleanup with, you can see, foam and paper towels and once it got into those paper towels one uh, battalion chief telling me that, that that fire once it got inside those paper towels is very difficult to get into it's a, it's a, it's it is paper towels still heat embedded down inside what is left of those paper towels so caltrans continues the cleanup of all of these paper towels that are now scattered in a sloppy mess paper towels paper towels kirkland brand paper towels paper towels and paper towels and paper towels paper towels it is paper towels paper towels paper towels paper towels Paper towels. Paper towels. Live here on Southbound 99 at Twin Cities Road. Brian Hickey. Paper towels. News. I am back just in the nick of time. All right. That was perfect. That was was an incredible clip. I love that clip. Yes. So I want to get your reaction to the story I told you before the wizard came on. Oh, I love. I love your. First of all, the story. This is why one of the reasons why I love this show so much because your storytelling is amazing, uh, your life is amazing, and this story is one of those examples of just amazing storytelling. Uh, especially, it's, it's hilarious that you know, first of all, this race is terribly uh, organized and, and there's no direction to it. You you got lost. You're so frustrated. And uh, you, you, you're going to ask for a refund. This is like something out of a Larry David Kirby or enthusiasm show. <laughs> this is like perfect. This is amazing. And then like that tension between you and B Marsh and his uh, apologizing on your behalf and you're getting angry because of it. I find it like hilarious. You could write a freaking story on this. Could, this could this could be like a an episode on a, you know, for a comedy show. I, I just find it hilarious. But any race that gets you lost. Is is not is is terrible. I mean, first of all, and uh, <laughs> the fact that you ask for a refund though for the uh, you know, especially when the money goes to charity, I love Charity's. that. That's something I would do. So, uh, that's something I would do. That's that's amazing. I, I love it. I totally would do that. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that because my 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 friend goes. I love this, by the way, this whole thing. Like, the more I, I've talked about it with him. And I said, yeah, I've noticed that you've been really, you've laughed a lot and been smiling ever since I told you about this race. I've never seen you smile so much on a Monday before all this stuff. And then he goes, well, my favorite show is Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> you know what? It was funny. I was just watching uh, old clips on YouTube of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's what I do when I have a down day or, you know, like a day that's yeah. up. I just turn it on. And then your story, your story fits perfectly. <laughs> I seriously think you should be talking to Larry David right now. I, I, I wish he was listening to this show. And uh, I tell you, he'd pick you up in a second. That'd be amazing. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's hilarious. And that, that's just you telling the story, you know? That's not like a, a, a sitcom. 
Do you think I was, do you think, how unjustified was I? Do you think I was unjustified? No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so, especially if you're on a race that gets you lost and doesn't have clear direction. I'd be mad at those, those ladies as well, who did, you know, disrupted you while you were running. Yeah. I, you know, your face must have been hilarious. You must have been looked so angry. And yes. uh, uh, I don't. I think you're justified, quite frankly, because the race is terrible. You know, they give you no direction. And the only thing they're hiding behind is that the money goes to charity, which is, which is I think, the funniest part, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I didn't know how else to get angry other than ask for – I didn't know, how, you know, how well to ask for a refund. I don't know. I mean, I definitely uh, – it ruined my entire weekend because I kept stewing about it all weekend because clearly – I was the only one who had any sort of issue, and I appeared to be the only one who got lost. The other people were about to get lost, but B-Marsh showed him the right way. But B-Marsh has – he pays more attention to people around him. You know, he's very paranoid like that. So, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but I'm glad we're still friends. By the way, I, I, I think that um, – for our – and we do have to wrap up soon, but I think for an anniversary show, we do want to do a um, – a special treat for our listener. So I am going to play a clip of uh, this was this was early on in the days of Blaze and Ryan. This was a um, a world premiere of a show. This was part one, and there was never a part two. Um, it it stars uh, Zach Messner's dad, Tom Messner as well as Jonathan DeMar. And it's a show, a, a detective buddy cop series called Dockner and Dander. And uh, I just want to play Dockner and Dander part one. Are you ready for this, John? Week? Yeah. Here we go. I, I don't think I am. I'm very, I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a buddy, it's a buddy cop show. Are you, you're all set to read the stage directions, right? I've got it right in front of me. Here on my here, here um, on my iBook G4. <laughs> Great. Okay, and now we are picking up on our other actor. And Jonathan, are you there? Yes. How are you, man? Well, Good. Hi, how are Jonathan. you? Hey, Ben. How are you? I'm great. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from Atlanta tonight. From Atlanta. Okay. Um now we've got everyone on I think. Uh okay. okay. Uh Tom, are you there? I am here. Great. And Jonathan, you're there? Yes, sir. Awesome. And uh the guy who's doing the talk back, you you are there as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. All right. Um so I'm gonna just hand it over to Ben Cameron now, who will present right. you with the new Dockner and Dander. Dockner. I'm glad that I know it's Dockner, Dockner and Dander, not Dossner and Dander. <laughs> I had a question about that. Okay, Dockner and Dander. Here we go. And can I can I use a big booming voice? Do you mind? Oh, please do. Okay. And now the world premiere to a new show about detectives, partners, and other things. Dockner and Dander, episode one. Paperwork. Fade into police station. Detective Dockner sits at his desk hard at work, going, going over various paperwork. Detective Dander strolls in casually up to his partner's desk, much to the dismay of Detective Dockner. 
Good morning, Detective Doctor. Hello. Have you had your coffee yet? No, Detective Danza. I've been up all night going over the paperwork for the supplement case. Supplement <laughs> case, Doctor? I thought that was in the books already. Dander sips her coffee. Then why would I be going over the paperwork for the Steppelman case if the Steppelman case was already in the books, Dander? I don't know. I, I guess you wouldn't. You want some coffee? No, Dander. You should probably have some coffee if you're going to go over all that paperwork for the Steppelman case. Be fine. Doctor holds up a tea bag, a mug, and a spoon. Suit yourself. <laughs> I was thinking about hitting the bars after work with Todd and the gang. You think you'll be done with the Steppelman paperwork by then? Can't say. Uh, I'll have to let you know, Danda. <laughs> Gotta come, Doctor. Todd's buying everyone mojitos for Josh and Jeremy's birthday. It's going to be a time. Sounds like a can't miss, eh, Danda? Hmm. Yeah, I hope that girl from last Saturday will be there. She's a piece of cherry pie. I think she'd go out with me. I wouldn't know. I was probably here going over the paperwork for the Steppelman case. Are you close to finishing that paperwork, Doctor? No closer than a minute ago when you asked me last, Dander. I wish I could help, but I haven't even looked over the Steppelman case since the last time when I had thought I logged it into the books. You logged the Steppelman case into the books? I thought I did, but you're still working on it, so I guess I didn't. Uh, unless what I thought I had logged in wasn't anything at all. Beat. I can honestly say there's no one like you, Detective Danda. No one in the entire force. Yeah. It's just a pity what happened to the Steppelmans. We don't know what happened to the Steppelmans. They're missing. <laughs> Well, that's a pity, too. Any closer to finishing that paperwork, Doctor? No, Dan, they're not close at all. Uh, Detective Doctor shakes his head slowly and deliberately in frustration. Detective Dander doesn't seem to notice. Fade out. And that is the conclusion to part one of Doctor and Dander paperwork. And we now throw it to Nick for a talkback. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. It's a, it's an honor to be here and to be speaking with uh, actors of such uh, high caliber. I, can I say that? Can I say caliber? Uh, okay. <laughs> so so that's what we did. We did a world premiere of that show, and then we did a talk back with the actors where Nick Dusnick. I think that that's that's maybe. That's the worst part of the whole thing is that Nick Dusnick is clearly cutting carrots or some sort of vegetables very loud during the the scene. But what did you think of that? What did you think of that show? I thought it could have been a a, a big show, big hit. Oh, you know, I, it is a big hit to me. I mean, it was great. Yeah, and you're right. I think it could have really taken off. I, I loved it. The acting was was spectacular. The subject matter was even bigger and better. I loved. I love this. They're just talking about the paperwork. She's annoying this guy. You know, I can, I can, uh, you know, I can really relate to this, uh, this whole, whole scene there. Uh, I love it. I think, I think Tamar is, is actually he's got a lot of talent. Uh, the other guy too as well. He's got that kind of monotone, kind of boring uh, voice. And uh, but yeah, it was good. It was very. Good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, did you guys have any more? I would love to get no. some more. 
I know that was the only one. We sh- we no should have kept going. Yeah, no, no more, no more. Can, um, we do it? Can we bring it back? Can we do it again? Well, the whole point of it is to have Demar and then Mr. Messner do it, and I don't know if they'll. I, I don't. I don't know. Demar hasn't appeared on the show in a very long time. I am working on a musical with oh. Dr. Messner, though. Are you serious? I am serious, but we don't have time for that. Weeks. What's your favorite scene? You see the main man, future man, the bangs, bang, bang. Oh my God, my favorite scene is the main man, future man, the bangs, bang, 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 bang. It's a depressing one. Uh, the main man plays a father <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world, uh, trying to save her son as they walk through the wasteland of what used to be oh, Earth. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> the clock. At, the clock stopped at 1.17. There was a long sheer of bright lights and a series of low concussions. I think it's October, but I can't be sure. I haven't kept a calendar for years. Each day is more gray than the one before. It is cold and growing colder as the world slowly dies. Uh-huh. No animals have survived, and all the crops are long gone. Someday all the trees in the world will fall. Uh-huh. The roads are peopled by refugees towing carts and gangs carrying weapons looking for fuel and food. Within a year, there were fires on the ridges and deranged chanting. There has been cannibalism. Cannibalism is the greatest fear. Mostly I worry about food, always food, food in the cold and our shoes. Sometimes I tell the boy old stories of courage and justice, difficult as they are to remember. All I know is the child is my warrant, and if he is not the word of God, then God never spoke here. And that's my favorite scene, and she's the main, main feature, main the base main. Yes. It's a very depressing movie. Thank you, thank you. Was that, that from, um... The main the main, the road. Oh, that wasn't After Earth? No, no, that was The Road with Viggo Mortensen. Oh, Viggo Morgenstein. Got it. So, Yeah, Viggo um, Morgenstein yeah. Big Armenio. Herminio. <laughs> My favorite scene is she's the main main is uh his by the way, that, that that baby bop. She's just I never understood what what she was doing in that Griffith show. Uh she it was very you know, it was very odd to have a dinosaur in that show, especially because she was green and everything else was black and white. I agree. Very odd. I, I don't even know what her role was. She just was like a, uh, you know, she just disturbed everything. She wasn't really, like, helpful at all. No, she was a saboteur. She sabotaged everything. She was an instigator. Yeah, and, exactly. That's the word. I, yeah. yeah. And she, you didn't word. know, I mean, you didn't know what color everyone else was until Return to Mayberry. But my favorite scene is she's the main, main feature, Amanda Bain's main, is um, <laughs> this one I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring back because I, I love this scene for that Amanda Bain's that she does an incredible job. And okay. she's writing all these letters to this African kid and uh, that she sponsors. And it goes like this. She goes, Dear Nindugu, you'll be glad to know that Jeannie's wedding came off without a hitch. Right now, she and Randall are on their way to sunny Orlando on my nickel, of course. As for me, I'm headed back to Omaha. I'm driving straight through this time and I've Made only one stop, the impressive new arch over the interstate at Kearney, Nebraska. An arch that commemorates the courage and the determination 
of the pioneers who crossed the state on their way west. You really got to see it to believe it. And it got me kind of thinking, looking at all that history and reflecting on the achievements of people long ago kind of puts things into perspective. My trip to Denver, for instance, is so insignificant compared to the journeys that others have taken, the bravery that they've shown, the hardships that they've endured. I know we're all pretty small in the big scheme of things, and I suppose the most you can hope for is to make some kind of difference, but what kind of difference have I made? What in the world is better because of me? When I was out in Denver, I tried to do the right thing, tried to convince Jeannie she was making a big mistake, but I failed. Now she's married to that nincompoop, and there's nothing I can do about it. I am weak, and what's wrong with that? (laughs) And I am a failure. There's just no getting around it. Relatively soon, I will die. Maybe in 20 years, maybe tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Once I'm dead and everyone who knows me dies too, it'll be as though I never existed. What difference has my life made to anyone? None that I can think of. None at all. Hope things are fine with you. Yours truly, Warren Schmidt. And that's my favorite scene. She's the main man, feature man, the bang, bang. Wow. Yes, yes. 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 I think that's by far the best performance ever on this radio show. Seriously, that was really uh, that was really good. Very good. No, I no, I don't think so. I was I was very was disconnected. I wasn't connected to my breath. I was going in and out of character. I was very. I was going through accents no, like me, I crazy. Was, I was I was connected. I loved it. I went to a different time period with that. That was like wow. I thought I was in like the old west. Well, that's not that's not what I was going for. <laughs> um, but uh, I uh, I can think of no better way of ending this show than by saying, "Hey, man, happy fucking anniversary, weeks." Thank you, sir. You too. Happy anniversary. It's been a pleasure and a joy, and I just can't wait to continue to go on with you, sir. It's, it's you know, it's what gets me by in the week. Me too. Till the wheels fall off, my friend. And I can also That's think right. of no better way of ending. Yeah, we joy ride now here. Uh, then by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with her? Well, you're going to take her out, have a nice brunch, get her a card and some candy and some flowers probably, because for once we'll be nice. It's Mother's Day, y'all. Happy all, all Mother's Day. Happy Ollie Ollie Mother's Day. <laughs> it didn't come out right. That's what you said. But, uh, yeah, happy, happy Mother's Day to you uh, all. You, you were trying to be nice, and you ruined it with the that's what she said sex joke weeks. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, you know what? You know who made it? You know, that's what she said. So popular. Hey, dude. You kept saying it all the time, and then I started saying it. Uh, well, I, I mean, I I think it was Michael Scott on The Office made it popular. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, in our group of friends, maybe. Anyway, good night, weeks. Good night, everybody. Bye.
Yeah.